your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to, is it Wednesday? We're halfway through the week. I'm Rick Solom, Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. is the talk and text. I have to do it all in a row, otherwise I can't remember it. Uh, that's the talk and text line if you want to get in here. There was a debate today. I was listening to it multiple times, <laughs> trying to take notes. I listened to it while I was doing other things, and then I listened to it again just trying to take notes a little bit, but uh, a lot of it's very, a lot of the answers were, were pretty general. Some of them were kind of comical. And uh, if any of you watched the debate, it was between Steve Doyle, the, the incumbent, the Democratic incumbent, and Leroy Brown, an independent. So it was a little bit different debate today because it was a Leroy Brown, an independent, and then Kevin Hoyer. The, the Republican trying to, to get the seat in the, what is it, the 95th district, I believe? 94th, 94th district, is that right? 94th, yeah. So, and uh, there's a district map there, kind of a, kind of a giant district. It consumes Holman, Mindoro, Bangor. Um, what's at the bottom corner? I can't really see. There's a, there's a creek there in the bottom corner. Uh, Goose Island, about half of Goose Island. So all you people on Goose... Oh, wait. That's a park, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah. And uh, it's it's one of the three debates that we've had or we're going to have this week. Uh, there's going to be another one on Friday. And that's going to be an early debate, 9.30 a.m. Um, that's the 96th assembly seat between Oldenburg, the Republican incumbent, Lauren Oldenburg, and then... Uh, Josephine James, a Democratic challenger. Um, and then next week, let's see, Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, next Tuesday, Brad Paff, the Democrat, and Republican Dan Kapenke are going to debate for the 32nd Senate seat. That is wide open. Nobody has that seat, right? And then on October 28th, so the next Wednesday, is going to be the final debate, and that is that the big one, or is the Senate? I think the Senate one's the big one, right? The the congressional debate between Ron Kine, the Democratic incumbent there, and the Republican challenger Derek Van Horden, and that one's at twelve forty-five. So, a lot of a lot of stuff to take in, and then um, the Lacrosse County Health Department decided to have a a, a briefing today, as we suffered the. 14th, I believe, 14th death in the county uh, due to COVID-19. And if you want to watch that, you can, I want to see, I think you can still watch it. It happened live, obviously, but you can go back and watch it. It's on wisdomnews.com. And I was the, uh, so you know how in class, like in college, a lot of times the, the professor will lecture and then at the end, somebody, you know, he'll bring it up. Anyone have any questions? And it's right, you know, like, oh, good. We can leave five minutes early or somebody will ask a question. And uh, that was me today <laughs> as I kept, I, I kept having uh, just little different questions. It's kind of, kind of uh, 
hard to I don't I don't like taking a lot of time to ask questions. Um, but you know, the, the hospitalizations is, is sometimes hard to gauge in Lacrosse County due to COVID nineteen. Um Rob Abraham was on the show a couple weeks ago as the Lacrosse police say they they've had a record fentanyl seizure today. Um, Abraham was on the show a couple weeks ago talking about drug deaths in the county and drug overdoses that lead to deaths and you know we how we are paying so much attention to COVID-19 and we've had 14 deaths do we do we need to pay more attention or as much attention to to other things like that do we need a dashboard right do we need a a, a fentanyl death dashboard or a drug overdose death dashboard how many overdoses have there been today? How many overdoses are we at at the past week? It's a little bit different, obviously, because drug overdoses aren't contagious. So there's not there's not this, oh, no, the guy next to me in the store is overdosing on drugs, however you want to describe that. And now I'm going to be overdosing on drugs. Not contagious. So it's a little bit different in that regard. But, you know, an important issue nonetheless but we don't have a dashboard for it and it does it. Do we need that? I don't know. It doesn't affect us in, in the same way, but it's an important issue. Uh, we didn't have no, I don't have numbers for, for drug overdose deaths. I, I reached out to Abraham and said, any way you want to try to tackle that issue, I'm, I'm in. And I asked the lacrosse County health department, you know, what was kind of funny is the way they talked about it. And then they tried to, weave it into a COVID situation and maybe that's the case. Maybe people are overdosing on drugs more now than they were before COVID and people that are on drugs probably are affected if they get COVID probably more affected by it. I'm not an expert on the matter, but that seemed to be where uh, some of the collaborative docs and, and Jen Rabalski were headed also, Jen Rabalski was back, so it was good to see her back after uh, battling the disease for for a couple days. So, um, and and she talked about that. Asked her how she was doing and and how she she uh, you know handled having COVID. Mainster guy texting in. He's mad that I should know the districts by now. Yeah, because the ninety fourth and the ninety fifth district are. Uh, numbers that are right next to each other so i wanted to get it right so thanks for yelling at me at text every day it's super appreciative um i love it all right we're gonna take a break brad doing the news and we'll be back uh, to discuss this uh 94th or 95th whatever uh assembly debate took place today i don't remember it's four seconds ago all right we'll be back after this All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Uh, had a debate earlier today in one of the districts for the assembly in the area and between Steve Doyle, Leroy Brown, and Kevin Hoyer, who you just heard. Um, a lot of a lot of topics they hit on. It was about an hour-long debate. And, you know, some of the topics here, and I kind of wonder if we miss any topics and 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 uh you know, if there's just something missing, because we we're always talking about farming or I was talking about gerrymandering, virtual schools, COVID-19 in different 
different ways. Healthcare, roads, roads. We could talk about roads probably the whole time, right? Um, it did hit on roads, I feel like. Uh, and then unemployment system, obviously, uh, not not the greatest. And farming, and that's about as far as I got with my note-taking as I juggled a couple of different things today between the end of that debate and the health department meeting. And there's uh, somebody apparently was murdered at the uh, Devil's Lake State Park today, so they closed that park down. Uh, not a whole lot of details there, not even sure how they were murdered at this point. And uh, and then I just saw this, too. Wisconsin judge blocks governor's order limiting capacity, so feel free to go uh, party in, indoors if you want. <laughs> um, COVID-19 in the state, too. Uh, all-time, near all-time highs again. As we set records yesterday in every category, deaths, hospitalizations, and uh, cases, we're, we're right there again today. I think we might have set a hospitalization record again today. Um, yeah, 147 yesterday. 153 more people have been hospitalized today. Over 3,000 cases, 28 deaths. Yesterday was a record in the 30s. I think it was 30, 34, yeah, 28 deaths. That might be the second. That's the second most deaths that we've had in the state. Meanwhile, in La Crosse County, uh, we reported one more death today uh, on the Cooley COVID collaborative website. The hospitalizations, and that's kind of one of the things I brought up at the health department meeting is, you know, can we can we have a better metric for hospitalizations in, in our county? Because I think maybe more people are going to be affected by the idea of having to go to the hospital due to COVID-19. So... Last, let's see here, a week ago, hospitalizations in, of county residents, so not total, not how many people are in the hospital right now in the county, but how many people from the county are hospitalized was 100. And today that's 107. So in a week, seven county residents have been hospitalized, which seems like a pretty low number when statewide we're setting hospitalization records every day seemingly near near hospitalization at least i mean today we today we did set a record yesterday we did set a record so uh the idea that we could see like how many more people are being added to how many more county residents are are headed to the hospital it's a hard number to figure out too obviously because some county residents might not be in the county in one of our hospital systems right so they might be somewhere else and it's a matter of getting that information back um, there's a, the the Cooley COVID collaborative website updated its metrics today. Uh, hospitalization rate is still in the yellow. Cases, average cases, still in the red. So the hospitalization rate is a little bit different than the number of residents in the hospital. So county county residents in the hospital went up. I think uh, let's see here, they went up two from yesterday to to today, at least two. It could be more. But at least two. There could have been some people that were like out, let out of the hospital, and more people admit it. But the county hospitalization rate per hundred thousand is seven, six point nine people a day. So six point nine people a day per one hundred thousand in the county are going to the hospital here. So going to one of our county hospitals. So that's where that rate is. It's in the yellow, and it was in the yellow last week, and um, it's a little bit different metric, but that's where we're at with, with hospitalization. So you can see that that's only updated once a week. So, you know, sometimes we want like, oh, the update every week. But um, the Wednesday afternoon, that number comes out. 
and uh, that number is is updated um from from Monday. So on Monday they have the update and they release it on Wednesday. I don't know why they do all that, but uh, Main Street guy's calling in. All right, Main Street guy, you gonna lecture me on on knowing districts by heart? <laughs> well, I mean, I gotta admit, you know, even after working there for about three years with Mitch, you still had to ask who Jennifer Schilling was. I thought that was kind of that was kind of cute. I still we still <laughs> mess it up, Jill Billings, Jennifer. I don't even say her name anymore because I don't want to say the wrong name. And when I when they debated the other day. At, at one point, I put I, I put the wrong name, so I had to correct that story as well. It, it was buried; not many people saw it, but I did screw that up. So I'm still going to screw that I think up. Hayes called her. I think Hayes called her Jillings the other day. So I guess yeah, got, yeah. Brad was on here. Brad did that the other day, I think too. Or maybe maybe you heard Brad say that he called her like Jennifer <laughs> Bill. You know, just combine the names Shabillings. Um, right, yeah. Did right. you watch? Did, what did you want to so, talk about? I don't know if you watched the debate today or or any of these debates really. Um, I saw the debate with, uh, gosh, um, Gunderson. Yeah, Jerome Gunderson. Uh, and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, but that the really show. wasn't why I was calling. I just okay. wanted to say the um, you were mentioning about the, uh, the opioid deaths and how that relates to COVID. Now, I didn't see that update on Facebook or whatever with the, with the Cooley, whatever we're calling it now. But uh, I think I... I imagine where she was going wasn't that people who are opioid abusers are more vulnerable to the disease, which is probably true because they're in poor health. But I think what people have been saying all along is that uh, with uh, now it's restricted activity, but before it was a full-on lockdown, the people are using drugs more, and there's probably more people using opioids using and the people that are already using them are probably using more opioids um and getting really more unhealthy and and they're throwing in the other uh the other effects of uh lockdowns and restricted activity like probably a lot more domestic abuse and other problems like that depression all that kind of thing so i'm i'm just assuming that's where that was going why why do you Not think that why, why do you think more people will be using drugs now? Is it just to cope with with not being able, not having a social outlet, or I, I I feel like people are poorer. They're they're probably not working as much, and uh, they're locked down, so they're not out. I don't know. I feel like if you're using drugs, you're you're out and about, maybe partying. But I have no idea. Maybe you're just trying to get a get by the day, having you know having that need of whatever drug you're taking. But do you do you think more people are using drugs now? I would think that a lot of people who do not have, I don't know what to call it without sounding a little corny, but who do not have a growth mindset that aren't going to use their time real wisely, like they're passing the time instead of making use of the time, I think those people are incredibly bored and sad right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, yeah you're going to drink more. You're going to use drugs more. You know, if, if you can find a way to change that, I mean, that might be the cure for addiction anyway, but but I think any problems that we have, like in the home or uh, using drugs or whatever, I think they're all heightened by restricted activity and lockdowns. And, I mean, I haven't looked in it too closely about the latest uh, uh, World Health Organization statement on the effectiveness of lockdowns, but it sounds like they're beginning to come around to what I've been saying, that the cure is worse than the disease. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for the call. 
No problem. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Caller, who's this? You're on the air. Hey, it's Scott. Hey, Scott, go ahead, man. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, first off, uh, I've got no recourse on this, so I figured I'd just call in. But uh, last couple nights, City of La Crosse has been doing uh, road repairs on State Highway 33 until 1 a.m., and that's kept my kids up all night. <laughs> so I went out there with my phone recording saying, hey, Maybe I'll take a video so I can file a lawsuit, but hey, that's not worth it. So, hey, you can't complain. Uh, I, I just call in and gripe. So. You cannot complain about people fixing the roads. Nobody. We only can complain about the roads not being fixed. Who the hell do you think you it's are, a, Scott? It's a residential neighborhood, 1 a.m., and you can hear my kids probably. It makes them pretty cranky. Uh, so as far as mental wellness, I know that's the topic of the day. Mine is pretty low the last couple of days because of the uh, <laughs> late night. And they're behind I don't know if you saw the post from Java Vino about, you know, what are they doing? They're doing another complete redo of that road next year. So why are they doing this to begin with? And they've taken twice as long as they said they would, and then they're keeping it open, the construction, until 1 a.m. I just don't understand the entire thing. So. Uh, where, where is this highway? Where? It's, well, just outside of uh, Java Vino, Highway 33. Uh, so, like, between Papa Murphy's and Java Vino. Okay, now you're speaking my language. you got to talk about pizza, then I know where you're talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa Murphy's and uh, Bean Juice. Go to Bean Juice. That's good. But <laughs> <laughs> so I, They're redoing that road next year. I don't know why they're doing it to begin with, so. All right. Well, maybe thanks for the call, Scott. Maybe maybe they won't redo the road next year if they're fixing it. I know the mayor's been on here a couple of times when we we've discussed roads, and it's not like when when the mayor comes on, it's not super exciting to hear him talk about how much more roads they're fixing. And then the the idea we you know I've asked him we we have these uh, you know as Scott alludes they're on the calendar for next year. Maybe Highway Thirty Three, the DOT is going to fix that road, right? And the mayor says, well, we can't wait until next year because the road's so bad. So we've done patchwork. I think maybe that's what's happening there. I couldn't tell you for sure. Um, but the mayor has talked about how they've you know, done some patchwork on roads that are so bad that the state hasn't come around to fixing. And that was one of the things that they, they talked about in these debates is in, in a kind of a general, general way. I feel like a lot of this stuff in, in, a lot of this stuff in general is in general. Um, we, we don't get a lot of specifics on, you know, hey, you're going to be in there. How, how are you going to change what, you know, whatever it is we want to change? Because we always want it to change. We're never happy enough with uh, how it's going. Even Scott calls in. And when everyone's complaining about fixing the roads, when they do fix the roads, Scott complains about them being fixed. I'm just giving you crap, Scott. I understand. Middle of the night fixing. Not great. Not great. All right. We're going to take a break. Scott's comment coming up. Then Brad doing the news, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll continue this conversation after this. I'm with him. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Talking about kind of a lot of things, mainly because we had a debate today, and when you have a debate, you talk about kind of a lot of things. I just throw one more thing at you, uh, Dr. Ted Wilson. Uh, at Viterbo University. He's going to join me tomorrow for a little bit, and we're going to talk about, uh, this is going to sound boring, but the, the Asian beetles, where they came from, what to do with them in their in your house. Um, usually when Ted comes on, we have pretty fun conversations just about bugs in general and, and nature, and uh, I recommend tuning in. Uh, I did throw at him, too, if we, if we run out of Asian beetle talk, Asian lady beetle. He calls them multicolored Asian lady beetle. Uh, if we run out of that, there, there. I did see a story about how we should start eating crickets. 
maybe as a food. You know, someday, eventually, the whole world's just going to be, we're going to be done eating cows, and we're only going to be eating crickets. That's what's going to happen there. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Gary Podesky was going to call. He was calling in, so uh, there he is. Oh, look at that, right on time. Right on time. Gary, uh, did you want to talk about the the fixing the roads at 1 a.m.? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Is that your district? Okay. Is that your area? Well, it, it borders my district, yeah. I, I, I'm on the be the north side of State Road. But what, what was going on there, so Scott knows, I mean, they keep saying it's a city project. It is city water pipes being put in, but it's a state project, and the state wanted the city to get their utility work done this year. And Java Vina on that original post was frustrated and made the city out to be the big evil giant again. And like you said, Rick, I'm so sick of people complaining about the roads, and then when they are going to be fixed, they complain. (laughs) And as far as that 1 a.m., that came to Public Works last Monday, just this past Monday, and that was the business owners in that area on that project didn't want to have their water shut off during the day, so they asked if they could get a declaration, emergency declaration for one night, and they were told by the mayor and myself and the other council person to please get it done as quietly and fast as possible. But the businesses in that area all requested to the construction crew that it be done at night, and I believe they started at midnight. Okay. And Gary, they, thought, they thought maybe they could get it done within a few hours. Okay, Gary Podesky, he sits on the county board and the, the city council, right? Like you sit on both of these? Yes, and, and also, yeah, the homeowners and the and the homeowners within X amount of feet were supposed to be notified by the contractor, so they knew it was going to be done. So at least at least they know that they're going to be woke up. Um, Gary, there's a there's a well, community. There, there wasn't any guarantees they'd be woken up. I mean, it depended <laughs> on what they did. They didn't have to break up any of the ground. It was all just pipe work. So. If it was a little louder, that's unfortunate. But they they promised that they were not going to be out there with jackhammers or anything being overly loud. Well, I imagine, you know, there's a water issue, too. On top of that, it's probably better to do road work on that road at 1 a.m. than at 1 p.m. Well, that road, it's closed anyway, Rick, from Losey down to 19th Street. So oh, yeah. that wasn't the issue. The, like you said, the issue was the businesses, again, water. and that, what I'm guessing includes Java Vino. Who would it be nice if they would go on there and say, hey, neighbors, just so you know, you maybe woke up tonight. But what we're doing is we asked uh, the business owners on that area, asked the city to ask the construction company, or the construction company came to the city per request from the businesses to be able to do night work. I'm, I'm seeing it was a one time deal. I'm seeing on the City of La Crosse uh, Facebook page, they're complaining that Java Vino uh, asked for this. So they're compl- No, I'm just kidding. It would be funny if the city started complaining about the businesses in town, complaining about the city, and then you all have a social media battle. <laughs> well, it, like, again, like I said, I, I know uh, one of the businesses mentioned was Subway, and, and, and it, it was the businesses in that area that, that would have been shut off, and there are quite a few businesses that border that corner. So, again, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. You try and do the, try and do the you know, people a favor, and you get uh, you know blamed. And like I said, Rick, you know, they want the roads fixed, and then they complain when you fix them in. And I get that. It just that shut off on 11th Street. I had a neighbor complain because it took him an extra five minutes to get to work because he had to go around three extra blocks. 
Hey, there's a the the city's having a community forum tonight. It looks like it's it's on maybe housing. Are you going to be part of that? There there seems to be a forum every other night. It's hard to keep up, Gary. It's hard to keep up on well, all these. No, on some of those forums I gave up on because it's like that one on the school resource officers. It was just agenda driven. When they said in the paper that more people were in favor favor of pulling them, I know it was a concern effort out there to get a bunch of people to call in and complain about the officers. And it's just uh, it's just stupidity. Uh, if you talk to any teachers, and, you know, when the other thing, Rick, when they complain about that they say that uh, there is more um, suspensions written, the police officers do not write the suspensions. That comes from administration. So the SROs are being blamed for a lot of crap, and all they've done out there is made the schools safer. Sure. All right, Gary. So it's, again, it's one of those things that's just frustrating because you have an agenda of people who uh, are on a mission to get the police officers out of the schools, but then when the police, when there starts to be trouble, who are they going to call? The police officers. They're going to be, come and save us, come and save us. Yeah, definitely. All right, Gary, thanks for the call. Yeah, take care. All right, Gary Podesky, who's on the city council and the county board, busy man. And then, uh, you know, you got to kind of pay attention to all these forums. There's another one tonight. Like I said, uh, I think if you go to, I want to say the City of the Cross Facebook page, it'll be on there. There's other ways to look at it. Um, if you just go to uh, City Services, there's a couple of links there. And this one, the police has an update. I, I'm just starting to read this, so it's hard to to, to read and talk at the same time. But um, when, when it's funny, too, when, when we have these forums... And these debates and, you know, from the presidential debate right down to the 94th assembly debate, it's, you know, we have these, each person has their opinion on different topics and they, they're probably thrown topics that they, you know, they're going to know more about one than the other, but the, and, and then you get down to these virtual, uh, you know, even if they're not virtual, this community forums and, and you have even students talking about, policing issues and Gary mentioned it like the SROs giving tickets to students I, I believe Abraham told me that doesn't happen like the SROs don't give tickets to students but you have students complaining about that so there's there's a little bit of misinformation if you want to call it that they're not I don't think the students are lying per se it's kind of funny to, to think the students have this agenda at this point I think they're just misinformed at this point and and want to come you know want to complain about their their experiences and then draw those experiences into into something that isn't it isn't actually happening but um maybe happens on a different level um but when when we talk about this debate today between steve doyle leroy brown and kevin hoyer for the 94th assembly seat uh, doyle holds the seat hoyer is a republican challenger and leroy brown's the independent and and one of the questions was about um, where is it? I wrote them all down. Oh, dude, scroll down here. So one of the questions was just about the the ending partisan gridlock. I think the WPR panelist had a question about that. And uh, Leroy Brown probably had the, the – he, he answered third. So he listened to Democrat Doyle and Republican Hoyer, and then Leroy Brown, the independent, had, had this to say, which I thought was kind of funny. Thank you. And it's 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 interesting to hear when my when – my, um... Uh, opponents in this race or, or competitors in this race will 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 describe their their nonpartisan um, back you know background in in such a partisan framework. Um, I I ran independent because I couldn't in good conscience uh, 
tie myself to either one of the the two right now. <laughs> the Leroy Brown. I'm running independent because uh, I don't want to be a Republican and I don't want to be a Democrat. And I think a lot of us feel that way. And uh, that's this this whole idea of having a three headed race here and having an independent candidate. It, it gets into the, the 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 situation where if we had ranked choice voting, we we wouldn't be afraid to vote for Brown first and then uh, Hoyer or Doyle after that, if you wanted to vote for the independent, because you're, you, you want someone that, 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 that talks like that, right? Like you want somebody that, that just says, you know, just this, this little part, right? Tie myself to either one of the, the two right now. He just want to tie himself to a party right now. And, and, uh, but, but you're, you're, you're a little bit tied to at least one of the two parties because that's basically our only choices. Um, libertarian guy will yell at me that there, there is a third party, but the, the idea here is that the majority of people are only voting for one or the two parties, and we're afraid to vote for a third-party candidate because it's even if you want to, quote-unquote, send a message, nobody cares that your, your, your vote Unless your vote went to you know one percent of the, to the candidate, that's going to get one percent of the vote. Um, but if we had ranked choice voting, you know, you could vote for Brown and then Doyle, and you know, if neither candidate and then Hoyer, you know, if you vote for him, you rank him like that. And if neither candidate gets fifty percent of the vote and the win, then you knock the bottom candidate off and you vote again. So that's that's the way ranked choice voting goes. And, and you know, maybe Doyle or Hoyer would take 50 percent of the vote and win the election over a third party candidate in that regard. But that that just it, it takes your vote. And then so if I ranked Brown first, then Doyle and Brown just doesn't get 50 percent of the vote or he's he doesn't get any percentage, you know, one percent of the vote. He's knocked out. Well, my vote then goes to Doyle. Um, you know, wouldn't have to vote again. Your vote would just go bump bump down to Doyle. So uh or or Hoyer if you went that work. Uh text text coming on. Um Al asks, any more COVID deaths under the Evers mask order? So we're blaming Evers here for, I love how we get, we always gotta blame somebody for something, right? This is the partisan politics. We've made everything political, including a virus that's killing people. So we've we're we're killing people and then we're blaming the the governor for having people wear masks. Um, yeah, the the mask order uh, isn't preventing the deaths happening in the county right now. Apparently, I would say that the mask order is still helping. You wouldn't know, wouldn't know, right? Like, look at other places. Everywhere right now is is going a little bit crazy. Not everywhere, but there's quite a few people, quite a few places with uh, the virus running rampant. Um, Beck texted in a little earlier. Does Scott Robert Shaw know that? Europe has more COVID-19 cases than the United States. He needs to be better informed when he writes his editorial comment. He is a short hitter in my book. Too bad for him. Um, Europe's not a country. So <laughs> um, Europe's, I think, consists of 44 countries. If you really want to broaden Europe, right? Like that would be like saying America doesn't, uh, you know, America has more COVID cases than the UK. Well, what's America? Are we saying Canada, the United States, Mexico, Brazil, <laughs> Chile, Paraguay, Uruguay, and all of, you know, like, so yeah, Europe, not a country. 
Uh, we'll go back to the phones. Who is this? Yep, that's what I thought. Eric from Sparta, you're on the air. I sorry I hung up on you earlier, but I uh, I just hit the wrong button. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, uh, I have a comment to make about the reporting of COVID. All you hear is read the paper. All you hear is percentages, 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 percentages of that. When it's in the local news media, like the Crossroads and all the TV stations, have a graph that puts a high and low point on stuff compared to what community is higher than the other. Why don't they just do that instead of saying all this? Nobody understands. You know what I mean? So you want graph there? It's easy to understand. Why don't they put stuff like that in there? Um. Because we're not tech savvy, Eric. <laughs> there, there are. I mean, there are graphs. I mean, but if you if you say that there's, you know, I'll go to the metrics page right now. Twenty eight cases a day the past seven days. That's where we're at. I guess it, you know. Usually, I like to write that we were at our peak, one hundred twenty seven cases a day, almost exactly a month ago. So we're dropped. Uh, our case average has dropped a hundred cases in the last month. That's good. But if you go to the Cooley COVID nineteen collaborative website, there is an interactive graph there that shows all this stuff. If you want to see that, there's a big mountain right around September seventeenth, and then it rolls. It looks like it'd be a decent sledding hill. Um, yeah. So all right, let's take one more quick break. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 785 7914. A couple minutes left. Uh, Nate texted in. We were talking about third party candidates as Leroy Brown is that as he's running for the 94th Assembly. I've got that down now. It's 94th. 94th Assembly seat with Doyle as the incumbent, the Democrat, and Hoyer, the Republican. And I kind of like some of uh, Leroy Brown's answers. I don't have a, a vote here in this, but. Um. Yeah, he's a he's a third party candidate. But Nate texted in uh, the trouble with wanting independent. With sorry, Nate, the trouble with wanting an independent in would be the establishment wouldn't want wouldn't allow them to do anything on either side, Republican or Democrat, like Jesse Ventura in Minnesota. Didn't pay attention to politics when Jesse Ventura was the governor of Minnesota. I didn't live in Minnesota at the time either. I've heard a little bit about Jesse Ventura late. Not lately, but it, you know, the past maybe the past year or so, uh, pretty big conspiracy theorist. I can't kind of hard to believe that he was he was governor. Um, Nate, Nate Nate went on to say, uh, we need a whole bunch of new non Republicans and non Democrats in the White House, the Senate, Congress to straighten out this mess. Yeah, if you go look at state st- uh, statistics for incumbents that are reelected, or yeah, the the incumbents being. Uh, back in office after he, it's it's in the 90s it's pretty ri- ridiculous so we always complain about i think that the the stat is is pretty dramatic it's it's like 20 percent of, of people you know agree with their their representative and whatever whether it's congress or whatever and and so nobody agrees with whoever's they're they're voting for but then like 90 some percent of them are reelected every year or every couple of years it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, um, but everyone's yeah. We only have two candidates, so and then we have this this voting system that 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 doesn't allow us to, you know, use our vote in any meaningful way if we if we try to veer from what we're we're told is the norm, right? Um, some of the some of the 
questions that came out, and I just just have a minute. There was a lot of the questions that came out today in the debate. Healthcare, riots. Riots was kind of funny because we always ask these people, what are you going to do about the riots? But never about why the riots started. So uh, the road repair, limiting capacity, um, which was overturned today temporarily. Gerrymandering comes up every day. Uh, education, virtual. Uh, it's always funny when we talk about how big a failure virtual learning is. You're pointing right at the teachers there and telling them they're failures. So maybe uh, people answering that question might want to think about the teachers. Uh, unemployment system and the biggest egg issues on farmers. So uh, I'm doing the Senate debate next week. So, you know, if you got questions for the Senate that you want me to ask, 608-785-7914, shoot me a text or rick at wizmnews.com if you if you have good questions you think I should ask Brad Paff or Dan Kapenke when it comes to uh, your Senate district right um, that's that's next Tuesday not sure who's going to be in on the uh, Van Orden Ron Kine debate but uh, that'll be an interesting one too that's October 28th all right thanks for listening bugs tomorrow.